All right, I am here with Josh Schloop. Uh, we're doing the wide angle today. Um, yeah, there you go. Say hi. Say hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, just uh, testing out. We got our first interview. Might as well do it with my best friend and brother, Josh here. I'll give you a little bit of a round of applause. Uh, yeah, we'll just uh, hop right into it. You know, quick, real quick, uh, real quick, uh, who, who you are, um, a little bit about yourself. Uh, 30, 30,000 foot view of, you know, what, who is Josh? Gosh, uh, that's a loaded question. So, uh, I think we already got the name, right? Uh, so my name is Josh Schloop, uh, a name that's been butchered my whole life. So I've heard Schlepp. Welcome to the club, Carnute. Yeah, Carnuti or Carnet. Carnetti is always my favorite. Yep. Um, so who am I as a person professionally or who am I just a, a person in general? You as a person in general. That's a, a big part of the podcast uh, that I'm going to do for the industry is uh, having uh, giving everybody a platform to kind of talk about who they are uh, outside of work. We'll get to work eventually, but, you know, who you are, you know, where you grew up, uh, a little bit about your family, you know, just get, get a good deep dive. I grew up in a little town called Logan, Ohio. Uh, it's about 40 minutes southeast of here, here in Pickerington. Uh, it's a little, well, used to be a little farm country. It's since uh, exploded since COVID. So uh, for those who don't know, Logan, Ohio is home to the second most visited tourist attraction in the state. The Which is? Old Man's Cave that rests behind uh, Cedar Point. Let Cedar Point have that one. That place is pretty great. But so Old Man's Cave is essentially uh, exactly what it is. It's it's a set of caves and caverns and trails that take you through the the, the backwoods and old caves. A uh, lot of uh, Indian heritage down in that area. Pretty cool. If you haven't had the opportunity, if you're ever in Ohio and you're looking for something to do outdoors, it's a lot of fun. Highly recommend Old Man's Cave. Uh, so that's where I grew up. My uh, my family moved there in 1985. It would spend six weeks after my twin brother and I were born. Uh, we grew up, or I was born. There's two of him. Yes. Complete polar opposites. Complete polar opposites. We don't even look related. We don't even look like, yeah, we don't even look like brothers. Uh, he's uh, much calmer than me. But anyway, uh, I was born in Mount Carmel West. So first six weeks of my life was spent on the hilltop of West Columbus. Uh, my dad always wanted to own a farm, uh, so shortly after my brother and I were born, he bought this farmland down in Logan, Ohio, uh, an old farmhouse uh, that was a log cabin during the Civil War era, uh, and then the farmhouse was built around that. It still sits on an old sandstone foundation. Um, my brother, my old second oldest brother, Nick, still lives there, but anyway, moved down there, lived uh, there until I was 18. And then uh, that's when Travis and I met at a teen camp in Logan, Ohio. I was living with him shortly after. I'll give it give a quick uh, quick rundown. Why why do I call you my brother? All right. So funny story on that one. So I was all set to um, to be a chef. I was on my way to culinary school. Uh, then uh, the summer of two thousand. Well, actually, it would have been before that. It would have been the fall of 2003. The girl I had been dating in high school uh, broke up with me, and I thought that, you know, she was the one, so I was going to spend the rest of that year and all summer trying to, to win her back. Uh, so I canceled my senior trip with my friends, ended up uh, attending a Christian camp, Nazarene camp in Zanesville, Ohio. Um, that's where I met Travis. 
Uh, it was sort of uh, love at first sight, if you will, brothers at first sight, uh, it was sort of uh, an instant friendship. Um, so we, we carried the friendship through that summer. Uh, my parents just happened to be moving for, out of the farmhouse. Uh, my dad's a pilot um, still today, but at the time he had taken a job at an airport in Zanesville, of all places. So they moved. I needed a place to, to stay. So started coming up to Travis's house every weekend. Uh, it's even against his, his father's will. Sorry, even, Dad. Even though he said, you know, now is not the time for you to move in with us. Still kept coming. Um, and then one night, uh, sitting on the couch with Rick in the uh, family room of the house they live in now, and he said, why don't you just take the room upstairs? Uh, so the rest is history. I, I lived with them throughout college. Uh, my first job was at an energy company that uh, Rick owned. Uh, so Travis and I, my entire professional career has been working. Uh, Travis and I have worked together uh, since we started working. Talk a little bit about the energy side. So uh, I spent 14 years in energy, started a volunteer uh, part-time in 2008 while I was finishing out college, uh, went full-time in May of 2009, uh, and spent 14 years there. I was, um, I was on the sales side. Um, so at the energy company, we did a, a lot of the uh, same way that we do it here at Volley. It's more of an indirect relationship when it comes to the customer. So probably 90 percent of the business that we had on the on the energy side were brought to us through agents um so i managed i'd probably say 10 to 20 agents uh some of the larger ones managed some large aggregation programs uh, i thought when i was in it i'm like man this is what i want to do with the rest of my life and then realizing now that i've been out it for two years i'm like man God, it was boring I just did the same thing day in and day out. If you know anything about the energy space, which you do, but for those of you out there that don't, nothing changes with energy. Uh, gas is gas, electricity is electricity, and it's just the same old thing. It's a rinse and repeat each and every day. So uh, <clears throat> that company uh, sold in March of March of 2022? 2022 or 2021, I can't remember. 20, either way. Uh, sold a couple years ago. Yep, yeah, so... Uh, I then transitioned full-time over to Bali, uh, and to be completely honest, it was a blessing in disguise. What really hit me in the beginning, I had a, a real identity crisis uh, that was really difficult for me when it when it first happened because, you know, when, when you sit back and you look at your life and you think that, you know, this is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life, and then that is no longer a thing, you sort of like, well, well who am I outside of this? So... I had a really, really difficult time in the beginning, um, just finding out who I would be outside of that, and uh, I didn't know what that. What was. What do you think the biggest shift for you was between going from energy, going into what you're doing now, personally? What 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 made that such a hard? I think the first part of me, for personally, um, so we had an office. We're still in the same office building that we were when we were volunteer, and if anybody knows me, and several of you out there do, I crave human interaction. Uh, that's where I am most comfortable. Uh, that's where I sort of thrive and shine. Uh, I, I love human interaction. I, I love being with people, conversing with people face-to-face. Uh, -face. Uh, so the biggest problem I had in the beginning was the emptiness that I felt. Like the office was just filled with people. And then when you go from that to having just a handful of people in a building, Man, I really had a hard time. Just to put things into perspective, we have 44 offices here. 
Uh, pretty much every single one of them was full, and we had some people outside. We went from 44 offices being taken up to about six to seven. Uh, now we're up to 10, 11 offices being taken up. So it's uh, when he's talking about that, that emptiness of the office, it was really, it's like uh, going from, uh, you know, a hustling and bustling uh, area to pretty much desolate. So, you know, and, and it wasn't just because COVID, because we never shut down during the COVID time. So it was more of a... a uh, so many people that we had worked with for, like Josh said, 14, uh, 15 years myself, uh, they were just gone. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, I just kind of put things into perspective. It was truly uh, an emptiness in this office. Yeah. And, you know, you, you have this routine that you just go through for 14 years of your life. Like I would, you know, I'd come in, I, I, I'd answer emails and stuff, and then I'd get up from my seat and I'd go to other people's offices to, to have conversations. Like, not just about work, but like what's going on in your life. What uh, I mean, a lot of these people I grew up with and, and, and know on a more personal level. So to have that not taken away from you, but for, for to have that huge change all at once, not only professionally where you think you're going to be at a, at a job for the rest of your life, but then to have your routine within that job completely upended, it just again it was all part of that whole um identity crisis that i had yeah i had a really hard time um getting past that i mean it, it took a couple of months and i'm usually a pretty pretty even keel guy I'm, I'm pretty easy to get along with but you know that was a really i wouldn't say dark because it's not like i i was i was suffering from you know depression i mean maybe some minor depression and stuff like that but it was more of just um who am I as a person, like professionally, like Out, outside of what you've been doing for the past 14 years? Yeah, I'm, I'm extremely. And you know what? It, I actually see it as a blessing now because it really forced me to. It really forced me to take a harder look at myself, not just professionally, but spiritually, personally, uh, all of these things like. And, and, and it's still something that like God's working on me now. So those who don't know as well, um, I, I would hope you do know, because I, I would hope that people know that, you know, Christ is uh, the, at the center of everything that I do. And, and that's another thing. Like when I made this career shift, I was like, I made a promise to God to be like, I'm going to make my faith front and center of everything that I do. Understandable. Not, not that like with, with energy, it's not like that um, I was ever ashamed of my faith. But it was never the first thing that I let people know, right? You know, it was just as little as as on my LinkedIn profile, making the very first thing under underneath my name, Christ follower, right? right. And I, I know it's small, but yeah, no, well, not and, you know, and that's huge, especially. Uh, not many people are given the chance to kind of reinvent themselves in their in their mid to late thirties, and you know, uh, both of us having families, been being been married for fourteen years each. Um, you know, having multiple kids, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it, not only are you reinventing yourself, but you know, it's, uh, it, it's that it, it not only is it a trial professionally, but it's also a trial of our faith. You know, we, do we cling, we cling to God during the good times and, and the bad times and, you know, how we get through that, especially, you know, going into our forties, um, having to start over. Um, so what do you think was your in between the energy 
that kind of dark place that we, I think we both went into, um, what, what was your aha moment? What kind of changed everything around for you? Um, and you can use this to segue kind of into what, what you do now. Yeah. So I think the big aha moment for me. So on the energy side, we kind of, I, I would like to say we were kind of pre-prepared for the way that that, that, Part of our life was ending. That's fair. I felt like I was. So in November, I believe it was, in 2021, it was the first Channel Partners uh, post-COVID. Uh, Travis and I, or at least I haven't, I don't know if you have or not, had never been to Vegas before. Nope. So Never. Uh, we're sitting here in the office. We understand that we want to transition out of energy into something, into Bali, right? Into what we're doing today. So Travis comes to me and said, hey, you know, we should do this this channel partners thing out in Vegas. I'm like, what's channel partners? <laughs> so we literally <coughs> went to Mandalay Bay. That's where it was. It was in November uh, of 2021. We had no idea, literally zero idea of what channel partners was about. Uh, so we go there, uh, guerrilla war warfare style. And we just go there and without an agenda or anything and just wanted to start experiencing what this industry is. And I think that was probably my biggest aha moment. It, it was the energy. It was the people. It was the diversity of product. It was the diversity of people. It was the diversity of just literally everything. Like like I said, energy was, is so cut and clean. It's, it's natural gas. Your gas isn't different from my gas. Your electricity isn't different from my electricity. Yeah. It's the same product. Yeah. And and for those that may not be as well versed in the telecom side, you know, if, if you're if you're any kind of knowledge about the technology side, I'm sure you know of uh, uh, C3 uh, or um, what's the what's the uh, E3 is the big gaming expo. Yep. And then what's the big uh, tech one that we always want to go to? Oh, it's in. It was it is that uh, the one out in California as well? Why can I not think of the name of it? Es essentially, uh, you know, going from not being in the industry at all, and then going into uh, the largest expo that that industry has. So you know, it was uh, we were coming out of the frying pan and into the fire. You know, going from going from energy and going into you know the the telecom side and basically just. I think that we both kind of strive with um, learning by overloading our circuits a little bit. And I, I think that we both thrive in, in that, uh, you know, not cutthroat, but almost like uh, that kind of mentality. So it, it was, uh, it was uh, definitely a shock going from doing nothing in telecom to going to the largest expo that telecom has. Uh, at least I know in the United States or North America, uh, it's probably also the largest I, I would think in the world. So it's a, uh, it, it was uh, it was a huge culture shift for us going from um, you know energy is very suit and tie although a lot of uh, execs in the telco space also do that it's it's definitely more laid back because you are in the you're still in the tech industry essentially um, so you know got to talk about that a little bit um, you know Josh is now comfortable he's been doing this for a couple of years now um, he is just he's it, out of all the growth that I've seen um, in a lot of people that have had to switch career careers, you know, 
midlife. I, I think that he's thriving. Uh, what talk about a little bit? What what do you do for Volley? What 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 what's your job entail? What's a what's a day to day look like for you? Well, that's definitely a loaded question. Um, so a day to day for for me for my position typically would would be very um, organized. Uh, we are, you know, we're a small company. We work with large partners, you know, Fortinets and, and Audio Codes and, and these large global partners, but we still have that small business feel to us. So a lot of us, you know, take on multiple roles, which is fine. Uh, it, it constantly keeps me on my toes, constantly has to keep me learning. Uh, I get to, so I guess to answer your question, uh, I officially am the director of, of channel and sales here at Bali Communications. However, I wear other hats for our partners to make sure that projects stay on tasks, uh, on task and, and, and are completed in a timely manner. So I do a little of everything, but my passion uh, 100% is behind uh, the sales side of this and, and more importantly, the channel side of this. So uh, you want to talk about my aha moment. I think that the biggest, I mean, aha moment to the industry was obviously channel partner. The aha moment for the industry as a whole and what I get to do on a daily basis is the interactions I get to have with people and companies on a day-to-day -day basis. I've met some truly, truly incredible people within this industry um, that I, I, I count as, as dear friends. Uh, I, I could just ramble names. I mean, Eric Brooker, Dan Belozier, Ashley Cole. Dan yeah, feel free. Drop as many names as you want. <laughs> like, like, like all of these uh, Brock Aldred, uh, Aaron Crotty, uh, Chris Dennis. Um, gosh, I could just keep going and going. Uh, just truly incredible people uh, that at their heart care deeply about the human experience outside of the day-to-day -day business. Can't tell you how many times I've had these individuals reach out to me or when I see them in person, the first question out of their mouth is never, how's Bali? Or... You know what's your funnel look like or how many deals have you closed it's like dude how are you doing how's you how are you doing how's you how's your family doing i i think that that's also something that has has helped both of us both you and i um kind of find our identities as we switched to this new career path is we've been we, we went from a an industry where being yourself and being personable and um vulnerable, uh, wasn't highlighted. And I think that the telecom industry couldn't be more about, uh, about that. They are, it's completely, um, it's, it's less of selling products and more of, uh, selling, uh, fixing, fixing problems rather yeah. than selling products. And, and the only way to do that is to, to be yourself, let people know who you are personally, because anybody can be sold a product now. Um, but ever since I, I, this is a belief that I hold personally, ever since COVID, the, uh, I, the human condition is, is striving for that personal touch again. And, and it's been, I, I, I'll gloat on him for a little while too. Um, Sorry. Uh, it's a superpower. Uh, he's a very personable person. Um, he wants to talk product last. He, he wants to hear uh, how your day's been. He wants to know exactly how your family, he wants to know, he wants to know what you're eating this week. You know, what are you cooking on the grill? Like, so that's, that's who he is. 
Um, I'm I, I'm going to gloat on him as much as I can. If anybody, by, if anybody has been around us before, you know that that's our relationship. Um, uh, I couldn't have thought of a better person to have on as my first interview than my, not only my best friend, um, but he's truly my brother. Um, you don't have to be blood to to have that relationship. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been awesome having having him on here. I'm I'm glad that he's able to talk about what he does. Uh, real quick, um, before we close out, uh, when you're not here, when you're not putting in the the hours for volley, what are you doing outside of here? What are your hobbies? What do you like to do in in your off time? Uh, you you got you got a good five minutes. Let's let's talk about what what's Josh do when he's not here at work okay, on the clock. So Loaded question again. Uh, so before this industry, and I have to give a big shout out to my boy, Ronald Richards, for this one, was never a bourbon dude. But to see someone so passionate about something you, like Ronell is with, with business and bourbon, uh, I couldn't help myself to, but to get into that. So now I've, because of him, I've become a, a huge bourbon guy. Uh, love a good, tasty, smoked old fashioned uh, but then if you just want to throw some bourbon on the rocks and, and have me drink it, I'm all about that as well. Uh, outside of that, I've been a gamer my entire life. I'm going to have to... Favorite game right now. I know what it is, but let's let's let everybody know how true of a nerd he is. This is 100% Travis's fault. I grew up a console guy my entire life. I never played PC other than like Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah. So it was... I have the date. It was November of 2011. Travis was like, dude, you got to try this game with me. It's a blast. I'm like, I don't do PC. You know that. So finally, he bugged me enough, and I tried it. It's called Dota 2. Defense of the Ancients uh, 2. I now have, sadly, close to 5,000 hours <laughs> invested into this game. And it never, it literally never gets old. It's the same characters. It's the same premise. Defeat the ancient or destroy the ancient. It's the same game. Same The map changes and stuff like that. But can't get enough of it. Cannot get enough of it because every game plays differently based off of your teammates. Uh, so huge into into that game. I, I still console, but I, I'm still wait, I'm waiting for a console game that's just going to blow my mind. I think the next one may really be GTA 6. Or, or something along those lines. I like a game that just immerses me where it's open world, where I can just mind-numbingly... Yeah, it'll probably be GTA, GTA 6. Yeah. Uh, I have my family. I'm 100% I'm passionate about my family. Um, without getting emotional, my wife is the best thing that's ever happened to me other than my salvation. Quick, quick, uh, funny little story. I went to school with his wife growing up, and he went to school with my wife growing up. Yes. Yeah. I actually dated my wife's roommate freshman year first. Um, <laughs> there's a whole story behind that one as well. Uh, but she is literally the best thing that's ever happened to me, uh, especially over these last two years. Uh, I've fallen more in love with my wife over these last two years than I can even put into words. Uh, she is my rock. Uh, she is the constant. She is the the gears that keep our, our families moving. Um, she, we have three kids. Uh, I love my, my, my girls and, and my son. Uh, Rylan is our oldest. Kennedy is our middle child. Camden is the youngest. Camden's older boot, Uncle Travis. Um, but like a big part of my life is invested into their passions. Yeah. And that's, that's called. Parenting. Oh yeah. That's, that's, so, that's life as a dad. Yeah. So they're the, my girls are huge into competitive dance. 
Uh, so that takes up probably five nights of, of my week. But, you know, it it's fine. Um, I love it. I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, and then outside of that, uh, I am hugely passionate about uh, my wood shop. Uh, I do lots of furniture flips and stuff like that. Um, that's sort of my zen, that and, and, and cycling. Here's a couple pictures of them. I'm going to put them right here. <laughs> uh, and then my bike. Uh, cycling is, is where I go to clear my mind. Uh, I do it every, well, when I can. I, I try and do it every morning. Uh, but it's it's my piece. It, it's true. He'll text me that he just did like 20 miles, and it's not even 530 by then. So it's uh, it. Shout out to my boy Will Slappy on that one as well. Uh, also, man, I'm gonna have a lot of people to tag on this. Cycle as well. But, uh, I mean, yeah. Um, what I thought was the worst period of my life, having to reinvent myself uh, and, and do something different. It was the first time in my life I ever took a leap of faith. Yeah. Where I said, God, my future is 100% in your hands. Uh, I have to remind myself of that every day. Uh, because I still struggle with doubt and stuff like that. But I do truly believe I'm where God wants me to be with the people I'm supposed to be with and the industry I'm supposed to be. Uh, I get excited uh, about showing up to work every day. I get excited uh, to meet new people and to continue growing the relationships I have with, um, again, too many people to name yep. uh, out there. So, yeah, I mean, I'm blessed. Um you know, what what I thought was important in my life two years ago, uh, I realized was just superficial and, and things that weren't important. So these last two years with this career change and everything and the people I've gotten to meet, it, it has helped put into perspective of what's truly important in life. And that's relationship and, and just building on that because everything else sort of falls in place. It's people over product. Uh, we preach that here at Bali. Um get to know the individual because at the end of the day, they're not buying a product. They're buying a person. Yeah. Uh, and if we can convey that as a company and as individuals that we truly care about your company and you as individuals, then, you know, everything else just sort of falls in place and everybody succeeds. I love it. Yeah. See, this is, a, there's a reason I had him as my first, my first guest. Yeah. Um, I get to work with this guy every day, so it's awesome. I'll put all of his links in, in the show notes, but his, I'll put his, uh, I think really he's only active on LinkedIn. He's, yeah. he's, he used to be on X, but now he's not there anymore. So, you know, that'll be in the show notes. Make sure you link up with him there, send out a connection request and let's, uh, let's close with a round of applause. There's the, there's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you, man. Love you, bud. Thanks for coming on being on.